Jesus. <laughs> Perfect timing. Welcome to episode four, everybody. Welcome. And welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom, episode four. And we're doing 40s for four. We're doing 40s. Yep. You want to open yours up? Yep. It's the drink of choice today. Oh, it's not as hard, easy as I thought it'd be. I actually, I don't know the last time I had a 40. Last night. Oh, Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Happy 4th. Happy 4th. Exactly. And April Fool's Day. Yeah, happy April Fool's Day. Don't be a fool. A fooldium. All right. All right. Well, yours is urine. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we got a lot, a lot of stuff to got cover today. Stuff. Yeah, I got to cover it up. So we just got to jump right in. Mm-hmm. So, Albert, I hear on the street, and by the street I mean from you telling me, moments ago that you've been working on a little Spotify playlist. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. So, um, didn't get it done as early as I would have liked to, but finished, uh, the new playlist, which is called black dog Sunday. And that's about our last week's, uh, podcast, which we mentioned the, um, the, uh, origin of the black dog and man, oh man, are there a lot of cool songs out there using the black dog reference? Of course there are. I feel like all yeah. the best songs have the words black dog in them <clears throat> right but i i guess i wouldn't have guessed that but i were... can't name a single song that has that you know what was a big one and mm. i left it off the list because i was like it's too popular led zeppelin yeah yeah first thing to pop up and i was like that's what he's saying <laughs> yeah i thought he was just saying oh oh black dog well you left it off too obvious it was awesome that also that album doesn't have a name huh robert plant's gonna be feeling that that sting mm-hmm. of being left off. Well, we wanted to go for the deep cuts, you know? Mm-hmm. People know that song. Everyone knows that song. But you will be excited to know that I did not leave off Dead Zeppelin. Thank which you. is some sort of, I think, Led Zeppelin slash Elvis cover band. I don't know anything about it. Wait until you hear the song. Okay. It is like he does a... He does a Black Dog, but... In like an Elvis persona. Oh, cool. And it's, but then there's like this whole, I, I do not understand what they're going for, but I really love it. Cool. Yeah. All right. I like that. I think I'm going to make that the opening track. What was the other thing you were going to tell me? I got a couple things here. Oh. I got a couple things to mention here. Uh, well, we had our hold your horses meet and greet today. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. We try to drink some whiskey before we, you know, meet before up Before we come on, you know, like ease the nerves. Yeah. And also... That chair's really squeaky. Should I stand? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's your chair. I got to get new chairs up here. That's it. All right. We're going to get solid... We'll just get pieces of wood. Yeah. We'll just get our sponsors to pay for the chairs. <laughs> we'll get John Ham in here. And he'll come with two new chairs. Squeakless chairs. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, guys, these are the John Ham <laughs> exclusive elite model. The no squeak elite. No squeak elite. Oh, man. That'd be so great if he gifted us those. Yeah. Because I can't afford them. No, nobody can. Taxman got my money. Yep. Alex. All of it. <laughs> um, so what, what were you saying? I cut you yeah, off. Yeah, so we were saying, like, you know, a couple episodes ago, I came in guns blazing. I was like, do not talk to me. Let's just get in there. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to not say anything. So we decided that we'll, we're going to come in the house. Have a meet and greet. Relax. You know, hold our horses and we're going to have a glass of whiskey like distinguished gentlemen. Right. And sometimes we forget what our faces look like, each other looks like. So it's nice to get right. reacquainted with each other. Yeah. Like I see you and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Who is that? That is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I get that a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I realized I was looking in the mirror. So joke's oh, on me. That's embarrassing. Joke's on me. You just took yourself down a peg. Don't do that. Someone's got to do it. Don't do that. That's all right. At least my flag's not in the water. Hoist your flag. Hoist it. Hoop. It's up. We also got our our first review on iTunes. Yes. We did. We really made it big time. We hit the big time. What's his name? Beelzebub? Yeah, let me read it to you, okay? Beelzebub. So if you're out there listening, (laughs) Beelzeblogging, this person wrote our first review on iTunes, and uh, they gave us four stars, which I thought was pretty good. Four out of five? 
Four out of five. Hey. Four out of a hundred. Four out of Jesus. That um, sounds more accurate. Yeah. So they uh, they wrote an entertaining and informative listen. Good banter between the host. Well, he didn't pluralize host there, huh? Or she. I don't know. Oh, he or she. I, yeah, I don't know. If it's, it could be. It could be. You know, girls can host write reviews with, these days. Host with the most. You are the host with the most. Anyway, if you're out there, thanks. Yeah. Now everyone just jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. Which is also... Jump on the bandwagon and let's go for five. Come on, people. doesn't mean anything. Just say (laughs) five. Give us all five stars. Come on. No skin off your back. Yeah. That's an idiom. Yeah. Idioms are just flying out. It's because we did a lot of research this week. Yeah. All right. So the big moment when we need to decide who's going first. Ah, right. How we're going to go first. Right. We got to decide right now. All right. What do you got? Oh, how about the old um, oh, right. Odd Todd, Even Steven? Right. Crap, I forgot we already talked about that. Yeah. All right, so you're going to be... Well, we both want to be Odd Todd. Let's flip for Odd Todd. Right. Well, let's talk about what we're doing first. Right. Okay. we're acting like so, everyone knows. Right. So I teach second grade, <laughs> and we talk about Odd Todd, Even Stevens when you're teaching you know, odd and even numbers. It's a whole story that goes along with it. Anyway, Todd's like the cool, messy one. He's like, whatever, dude. And then Even Stevens very... You know, he's very organized. Oh, maybe you should be Odd Todd. Yeah, I want to be Odd Todd. Oh, all right, I'll be Even Steven. Yeah, but I mean, Odd Todd and Even Steven to us doesn't have to mean what that book means. We're going to oh, okay. take, we take the meanings to us. We make it about us and then <laughs> everything's we about spread us. it out to the world. <laughs> so everything's a reference to us. Yeah. So let's flip for it because we don't have to be organized and or like unorganized. We're going to be cool, creepy Odd Todd or dork Even Steven. <laughs> All right. All right. I want. I'll keep my tails from last time, right? Because okay. you got heads. If I get it, I get. Yeah. Yeah. If you get tails, who are you gonna be? I'm gonna. We're gonna go. I want Odd Todd. Okay. Well, you're Odd Todd. Yes. The fates <laughs> and the stars of a line. All right. So we're each gonna think of a number. Right. We're gonna say the numbers at the same time. Right. And then when we add those numbers together, if it's odd, Albert goes first. If it's even, I go first. That's right. All right. So yeah. number one, what do we do? One to ten, one to a hundred. What do you want to do? Let's do one to a hundred. Okay. Yeah. All right. You uh, you have the number in your head. Uh, yes. Okay. On the count of three. One, two, three. Seventeen. Six. All right. Who's good at math in the room? Well, let's who in 20- the room is good at math? <laughs> that's twenty-three. Call in if you know the answer. That's twenty-three. You're going first. Oh my gosh! Yes. Odd Todd. Right, cool. Odd Todd strikes again for the first time. This is the uh, two in a row for you. Yeah. Episode three and four starting off strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, here we go. This is also for all you listeners out there for Beazle blogging. Uh, <laughs> every every week we've been trying to whittle our notes down as small as possible. So there are just a couple notes here. So let's see how this goes. Yeah. Seat of our pants. I've got faith in you. Yeah, I'm all right. Need nose notes now, Bert. <laughs> That's me. Check, please. All right. Okay. My um, idiom of the week is mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo? Is that what you picked? No, it's not. That's a great one. Dude, never even realized it was an idiom. Mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo. Of course. Yep. Why didn't I pick that this week? I... All right. Have you noticed this phenomenon, Ryan? Mm, mm -mm. Have you noticed that the... Mm -hmm. mm -mm, You haven't? Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So what I found is that when I start researching the idiom and really going for it and um, just, I feel like the more I know about it, everybody else already starts knowing more about Mm -hmm. it. So I'm trying to keep it a secret in my head. I was like, but they know, they know. And then I automatically think that whatever I pick, you're going to pick. Yeah. Just through like mental osmosis or. Yeah. Okay. Osmosis Jones. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay, I got it. Earthworm Jim. He always reminded me of that. Was that Nintendo or Sega? Sega? Uh, oh, ooh. Sega, I think. Sega, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, they seem so, like the same person. So mumbo jumbo, everyone knows it because you researched it. Yeah, like the more you think about it, the more you're just like, oh, this isn't weird or anything. How could you do a podcast on this at all? Everybody knows this stuff. Right. But then I have to remember the feeling when I first saw that mumbo jumbo was an idiom and I was just like so surprised. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think it means? Mumbo jumbo, isn't that... Um, like oh it's that's all nonsense that's just a like a bunch like malarkey basically yep nonsense okay. so yeah it's it's nonsense talk and it's um oh I really thought I just wrote that down there you don't need to you know it that's right it's it's 
it's nonsense words that and it's language that's designed to confuse. Oh, okay. So it could be just gibberish. Yeah. Or you could use it with like people say legal mumbo jumbo a lot. You could um, jargon. Okay, so so maybe to maybe to confuse people or yeah. to like leave people out yeah. or make things more complicated than they need to be. Right. Like right. okay, imagine I'm suing you. Right. Oh god. <laughs> so I'm gonna sue you, Don't and I me. and I come in with the lawyer, and he's like. Oh, Ryan, you know, under Act Article 17B, you've exqueamished the the bonds of your reprimands. You say exqueamished? Yeah. You know, and this is a very serious charge right here. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of that. No, I didn't. But I know the law. And then you're going like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, you don't even have to be lying. It can be real, but it could just be using terminology that nobody else is familiar with. Yeah. Politicians use it a lot, too. Right, mumbo jumbo. It's like, like enough of the mumbo jumbo. Right, like get to the point. Mumbo jumbo, give it to yeah. me straight. Yeah, give it to me straight. Right, Doc. Yeah, that's what it means. So, do you wanna, <laughs> so do you want to hazard a guess of where it comes from? Mumbo jumbo. Yeah. All right. Well, carnivals were really popular in the '30s, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Lots of people went to carnivals. I mean, you're talking about that 1930s. What did I just say? You said the 30s. Yeah, yeah, the 1930s. Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, not like the 1030s. Right. But maybe. Maybe. I'd have to look that up. So, yeah, we're 1930s. You know, there's Carnival Barkers and... Boom. Yeah. What's that? A barker. Oh. Okay. A dog. <laughs> so, Come yeah. the Carnival. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, that would be like a cute, like like Wolfman, yeah, kind of like a dogman, like, dog boy. Gar- I'm also in the sideshow, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's really just promoting himself. <laughs> my, <laughs> I'm my own carnival barker. I'm dog boy, my own carnival barker. Don't forget to tip dog boy. It's pretty much the only reason that this <laughs> carnival can stand. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna move on. Sorry. Okay. I now, now you've now you've got me off track. All right, so yeah, so 1930s carnival. There's a there was a specific one where the carnival barker got sick, got a bad got a bad cold, strep throat, mm-hmm. couldn't mm-hmm. do it. So they had their premier clown boy named Mumbo Jumbo mm. come to you know the the front of the um the front of the entrance you know at the carnival. And he, in his trying to get people in, he just really confused people. <laughs> no, and some people came in because they were going anyway, but most people just walked away. And he was like, oh, mumbo jumbo. I didn't really get a great education. It was clown college. <laughs> and people were like, what is he even saying? I want you all to come into the, uh, the uh, tent. The tent. <laughs> I'm in trouble finding that word there. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. so yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> I don't know. And then he became famous. Then he became famous. Mumbo Jumbo. Or maybe it came from someone uh, from, from like Mumbles. Like, oh, gosh, I've had Mumbles. Right. Mumbly Jumbly. That, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Didn't even think of that. But yeah, like the big mumble, like a jumbo yeah. mumble. Right. Jumbo mumble. Yeah. Mumbo well, jumbo. Here's the thing. I never said you could have two guesses. How dare you? <laughs> well, How I'm dare just, you? I, I'm adding a second guess on. So what am I supposed to say? Like, like, well, they're both wrong. All right. You want you want a couple more guesses? Huh? No, two guesses. Huh? I'll be all right with that. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, the Neither of those are correct. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> I can't handle that I need right now. a better co-host. <laughs> Too much rejection. Ooh. <laughs> Feeling it. <clears throat> so, do you want to know where it came from? Yeah, I do. All right, it has a it has an official origin, and uh, in the I'm gonna try to say this right. In the 18th century, was it the 1700s? Yeah, you got it. Because see, here's the thing. I'm just gonna come out with it. I am one of those guys that never says the you know the 18th century because I always get confused about that thing where it's like the 1700s why isn't it the 17th century because i know of, uh, zero to 100 okay. i know and i told myself i'm gonna get i'm gonna start trying to say starting today way. right yeah good yeah you're because off to a great start i got i got one one for one yeah all right so in the 1800s mm-hmm. but i actually do have the official date here wait a minute is, you said 1700s a second ago but it's no, 
Uh, oh, right. Duh. <laughs> okay, I'm one for two. One for two. All right. No, in the 18th century. Okay. Is what I'm trying to get back to. All right. Um, so it was, it was actually 1730. There was this explorer named Francis Moore, okay? And he wanted to go explore Africa. He wanted to explore all of the parts of Africa. Okay. Wait, what are you doing there? You look great right now. Oh, it's the sun yeah. leaning into the window? Yeah, it's should amazing. I be like, point? Should I do a thing? Yeah, do a thing. Like a... Yeah. Don't be an man, idiom. It looks amazing. Dot com. I didn't know you could look so good. Oh, thanks, man. I guess this was that one time. <laughs> so first for everything. All right. First now time you... you used centuries correctly. And first this time... This is it. That's yeah, the that's son the... of the century just beaming on me. <laughs> All right. Right. All right. So Francis Moore, he wanted to go explore the all the inland parts of Africa, right? So yeah. he wrote this book called um, Travels into the Inland Parts of Africa. Yeah. And it was just his diaries going through there. So he comes to this tribe called, this is what I knew I was going to get wrong, the Mundingo tribe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when he's in the camp, when he's in the town, there is this thing that looks like a costume made of bark and it's seven or eight feet tall. Right? And it's just hanging there. And it's just hanging there, right? And he asks what that was. And they say, well, that's mumbo jumbo. He represents this spirit of the sky, right? Mm -hmm. And the deal about him is this tribe is very, um, the guys have all the power. The men have all of the power. Typical. Right. And they're also uh, polygamous. They're allowed to have as many wives as they want. Nice. The women have no say in anything. Mm -hmm. So what often happens is the women will, because there's multiple wives, they'll argue. And the man of the house tries to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And if he can't, or if the women persist, uh, then what they do is they'll, they'll warn them of like, beware of mumbo jumbo and the women know that what this means is if you cannot come to like a happy agreement with your husband one night at nightfall they will hear screams from the woods near the village and then that it that announces the coming of mumbo jumbo whoa yes yeah like that yeah so just imagine and all the, and nobody the women don't know who they're coming who it's coming for but it is coming for a woman of the tribe right so they hear the screams most a lot of the times the women try to run but then the other men in the village will bring them back mm-hmm. so they have to have an audience with mumbo jumbo it's usually the husband who has the issue mm-hmm. right yeah. or his friend okay puts that costume on that's hanging whoa and then he comes into to the town yeah. and says, I demand to see this woman. Right. Then he kind of holds this sort of court, hears both sides of the argument, and then he makes a judgment, and his judgment is final. But guess who he usually sides with? Is it the man? Yeah, because usually he's him. God. He's usually him. It would be like me, me being like... Come in, and I'll be like, oh, you know, you were fighting with Albert, but I really think Albert's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the thing about it is the entire time that Mumbo Jumbo is speaking, Uh he is speaking in a gibberish language. It's completely made up. Whoa, the men, right. the men of the town, they just go bug out. They they do it back to them. Wow! Because they're all in on it, and it is a super secret. Yeah. The women are not allowed to know about it, and even boys until they're age 16 are not allowed to know about it. Then they're brought in. You gotta figure one of them's onto it a little bit, right? Well, that's the thing. They have no fucking rights at all. They have no recourse at all. Yeah. Even if you figure it out, it doesn't help you. Because if you say, I know it's you guys, guess who's coming tonight? Mumbo, Mumbo Jumbo. Jumbo. And he carries this thing called the Rod of Public Authority. Ugh, rods. Oh my gosh, I have a picture of him. Oh. This is a, like an artist uh, rendition of them. Here you go. All right, mumbo jumbo. Oh, and this is like this is kind of like an 18th century drawing mm. right there. 
Especially you mean the 1700s? Fun. Yeah, the 1700s. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, when'd you get so smart? Come on. <laughs> I got a podcast about words. Mumbo jumbo. This is going right up on the Instagram. Big time, man. Anyway, so just imagine that. Like, all the guys are just like... So, wait, that's the, the rod of public authority? There it is. Right there, yeah. Authority. Mm-hmm. All right. Comes in, holds court. But here's the thing. He can do whatever... He can dole out any sentence he wants, public, whipping, even death, if he, yeah. really, if he really wanted to, so... Yeah. I love that, man. Now, here's the deal. You're wondering, like, you're like, man, this sounds kind of crazy. A yeah. couple years later in, now this is going to be Just leave that open. No, I know. It's the, oh, because the, yeah. <laughs> in the 19th century, which 1800s. is 1800s. Yeah, it's 1858, right? This guy named Mungo Park, which is another explorer. Now, I want you to picture a guy named Mungo, Mungo Park, Park in got, your head. Yeah, yeah, Picture yeah. it, okay? Yeah. I do have his picture. I could okay. not get a picture of Francis Moore. So here he is. Okay. Mungo Park. It kind of... Does not look like a Mungo, does he? He looks like a George Washington type. He's a handsome devil, I Look, a, han- a young, handsome George Washington mm-hmm. kind of guy. Yeah. So he, he basically did the exact same thing that Francis Moore did. Yeah. He also wrote a book, which was also called... Excuse me. Travels in the interior interior of Africa. It was almost the same title even. Right. So he goes back. He goes back to the uh, Mundingo tribe. He totally confirms it. He's walking into town. He sees the costume hanging. They give him the same spiel and story. Um, the one thing that was a little bit different about him, him telling the story was that uh, when Mumbo Jumbo comes, all of the women come into this area and the men they all nobody runs nobody tries to get away so you know it was a, it was like a hundred and something years later so maybe they had really learned not to run because it's worse if you run right in his telling of of the mumbo jumbo thing the when he comes everybody's there and they actually have this big dancing ceremony that actually sounds fun yeah let's go okay right so you're having this good time. All the women are like, oh, no, oh Mumbo Jumbo's here. I mean, I'm having fun dancing, but like, who is he here for? Yeah, right. Right? At midnight, he stops and points oh, out the accused. He can point it out. Could you imagine? It's a lot of pressure. It's just crazy. So anyway, points him out. She's tied up and whipped, usually. Oh, jeez. But like, that is a total mindfuck. Yeah. Like, let's have a party. And we know because Mumbo Jumbo's here, someone's, someone's going to get whipped. whipped. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like the, the the stoning at the lottery, you know? Right. Everyone's like, right. oh, who's going to get stoned? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's also a little bit like The Village, that M. Night Shyamalan movie. I still haven't Shyamalan seen it. Shyamalan Ding Dong. Oh, okay. I still didn't see it because I worked at a movie theater at the time and then uh, I was an idiot back then. I let my manager tell me the ending because everyone complained about it and I was like, wow, that sounds really cool. Yeah. I wish I didn't let him do that. I only watched it a couple of years ago, knowing the ending too. Let's watch it again. Okay. All right. Before I'm done, uh, there was there was one thing. Oh, you know, you were talking about like the public stoning and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. They said that during the whipping, the women of the tribe cheered the most. They're, you know, like they were the ones like when, when they well, were... They're probably pumped. They're not the ones getting whipped. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, yes, thank right. God. Right. Thank Mumbo Jumbo. <laughs> thank you to Mumbo Jumbo. <laughs> They're Italian cartoons. <laughs> Somebody got to eat all the spaghetti, Mumbo Jumbo. Yeah, that'd be a twist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, wait. So the, the one thing that I wanted to say, you kind of mentioned this before, is surely the women have caught on at some point, right? So in 1727, which was in the 18th century, am I right? Yeah, you're all right. All right. There was a guy, uh, he was the king of Jagra, and uh, that was one of the areas there. So, um, because uh, I, there was a lot of villages with this, with the Mundingo tribe, and yeah. every village had a mumbo jumbo, you know, um, costume just hanging hanging there. Right. So, I mean, was mumbo jumbo supposed to be like a, a race of beings, Ooh, or was no, it a you know single what? mumbo jumbo? Ryan, that's, I'm so glad you brought that up, because I meant to say that. He, the men told the women that he was like a god, mm-hmm. you know, and that so his, he can just kind of be everywhere at once. His sort of word, thing. yeah, his word was final. And if you upset him, he would come to life and, you know, right. do the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I wanted to mention is that there was this this king, right? And he had a very 
inquisitive wife, right? And she was like, come on, mumbo jumbo's, it's, it's you guys, right? right? And he's like, oh, I really can't tell you. And uh, she's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, I'll tell you. Yeah, right. And uh, he's like, oh, the boys are gonna kill me for this. But anyway, he told her. Yikes. And she was like, I knew it. But she was also known for being a major gossip. He, she started telling all the women. It gets around to the different towns. So different, like a tribe, the Mundingos in a couple of towns away, Try, yeah, away. They uh, they found out. They heard what the king had done. They get their mumbo jumbo on. They go and find him. They call him out and they say, "We heard that you told your wife that this isn't real. This is us doing the whole thing." And he admitted it. He's like, "Yeah, guys, I did." They killed both of them, Whoa. the wife and the king. That's how seriously they took it. Wow! Right? I mean, I guess I guess by doing that, they were knocking down a pretty serious pillar of their uh, civilization, right? Yeah. And so I mean, it's like, hey, if you're knocking out mumbo jumbo, what else do we have? Right. He's we like, got nothing. We just got spaghetti. He's like, them. <laughs> don't forget the meatballs. <laughs> oh man, poor uh, poor couple. Yeah, yeah, but it sounds like. Maybe they're better off because could you imagine waking up every single day coming out of the hut and looking at the freaking mumbo jumbo costume and be like, oh my God, like who knows what I could possibly do wrong right? to get that happening to me. Yeah, like, every day I'd be, I'd be so annoyed. I would just say to myself, oh, I just don't want to deal with mumbo jumbo later. I just, oh. just you know, like, oh, I just want to eat the mummy ball. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's like always hanging over the entire tribe. I mean, I just think it's horrifying, you know, and like, God. Yeah, I just, craziest thing, something like that. Like mumbo jumbo is such a funny sounding term. Yeah. And to think that it comes from such a dark, crazy thing. I mean, they were just keeping these, these men had ultimate power over over their women. Right. So these, these two guys who wrote these uh, books about Africa. Yeah. So they, they were the, the first two people to mention it in a, like a nonfiction setting. So when did the words start to be used as meaning nonsense? Like, was there a certain time in print that that, that started cropping up or was it just in casual language? Well, I didn't even go for it. Like yeah. I just kind of, that's it, where it came from. I, that's where it came from. And it was and so just kind of caught cut. on. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, the, the way that the men in the tribe spoke, it was gibberish. It, it was a made-up thing. Yeah. It's not like they established like this. This sound means this. this. They were just, they were just talking. Right. And because they already knew what was going on. Right. So it didn't matter. Right. So this just evolved into that. You know. You right. Just it was gibberish from the very get-go. Cool. Yeah. Great work. Thank you. You know, I felt really good, and I know you all can't see it, but I only have one tiny little page of notes, and I barely looked at it. <laughs> That's great. I love. That's a great backstory, though. I just very pleased with the information. Mm, I'm very pleased with it too. But yeah. now it's your turn. Are you ready to be pleased? I'm ready to be pleased. So I have one that you might not have heard of, though. Good. That's what I'm talking about. Because I actually haven't. Uh, all the ones I've done so far have been have been hard hitters. Hard hitters. Well, no. I mean, the, between the devil and the deep blue sea was. I'd never heard. Like really heard that before. Yeah, it it sounds so. familiar. I guess, I guess because we've all heard between a rock and a hard place. Yes. Maybe that's why. So, are you ready? Ready. All right. I'm not going to be talking to a mumbo jumbo right now. I'm going to get down to brass tacks. That's what I want. Your name is Mud. Yes! Awesome! <laughs> Have you ever heard that oh one? Oh my God. Yeah, dude. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know anything about it. But I you've love heard of it. it. Yeah, your, oh, yeah, your name is Mud. I've yeah. definitely heard someone say that. Oh, good, cool. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like I've heard it, but I really, I mean, I've definitely never used it before. <laughs> so, what, what is? What do you think that means? Your name is Mud. Um. Okay. I mean, I always associate like a like a big guy saying it to a little guy. It's like your name is Mud. Like <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Actually, it's kind of. It's kind of not that exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna here. I'll maybe I'll paint a picture for you. So uh, you come up to me, and you want to open up a shop. What kind of shop would you want to open up? A spaghetti and meatballs shop. All right, Ryan. I think that you and I should go into a spaghetti and meatball business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's gonna be called uh, Albert and Ryan's Spaghetti S- and Meatballs Emporium. E- Emporium to the star. To the star. 
Rotate to the stars? Yeah, like for the stars. Oh, for of, only, of the stars. Only celebrities can eat can buy our, Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's going to be our, our right. gimmick. And I go, ah, I would, man. Your name is Mud. That's what I would say. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. so I... You're, you're unpopular. All right? Gotcha. You're, you're, um, you're held in disregard. Excuse me. Yeah, so, okay. I always thought it was kind of like, I'm going to make you have your name be mud like i'm gonna do the thing that makes you be the mud man right the mud man prophecies <laughs> starring mudstered mirror he lives in the muddy wood sign i mean mudifornia i mean mud's got a lot of i mean as you'll see once we get to the end of what i'm about to say i mean mud is i mean people have always used the word mud as a way of putting people down you know sure like, like dragging someone through the mud or is like mud in your eye you know there's all these like mud muck raking muck mud raking <laughs> <laughs> so um where do you think it came from oh man well that's easy easy yep take her away long ago mm. in the 17th century which is the 1600s mm-hmm Richard Mud Brigavaditz was born. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his dad was like, let's name this kid Mud. And and his wife was like, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> so, Let's make it his middle name at and least. He, she's like, and she's and she's like, and they fought for hours. And and then and then he said, All right, let's let's come to let's meet in the middle here. Let's let's meet in the middle name here. And and they will give the middle name Mud. All right. And uh, she's like, all right, I married a child. And and then, you know, when, when the mom's like, oh, you know, I'm tired. Can you just hold him while I while I doze off, catch some Z's? And then the dad's looking down at him and he's like, by the way, your name is Mud. Mm. <laughs> and then. <laughs> and he grew up to be. He, he grew up to be the Mud Man. The Mud Man. Yeah. Not very popular. Not very popular. Held in disregard. But in his head, he mm-hmm. was very popular. So he would kind of strut about and he would say, my name is Mud. <laughs> my name is Mud. <laughs> and everyone was like, yeah, we're going to get fucking loser. <laughs> cool. Good. That's it, right? Yeah. It's close. But no cigar? No cigar. Close, but no, no cigar. cigar. Another nice. idiom. I know. All right. April 14th, 1865. Do you know what happened that day? No. It was the assassination of... <gasps> Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. There you go. Oh, man. <laughs> St. <Saint> Marv. <laughs> it was the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Mm. Abe. Honest Abe. Honest Abe. All right. So... So do you know the the story of of his, of his assassination? Where what he was doing? He was at the he was at the theater. Yeah, he was at Ford's theater, theater in D.C. Mm. He was seeing a, a play called uh, what is it? Our American Cousin. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't not very popular anymore. Who is our American cousin? Uh, I mean, it's just a character in the play. Oh, I thought that was like relating to like another country or something. No, I think in the play it takes place in England, and an American cousin goes to visit, and it's all wacky. It was a comedy. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very lighthearted comedy. Well, at least he died laughing. He died laughing. Actually, a laugh plays an important role in the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. I hope it was a guffaw. <laughs> I think a lot of people were guffawing at the time. <laughs> so, uh, so John Wilkes Booth walks into Ford's theater. All right, and he at the time he was he was the one of the most famous and well known actors in America. John, John Wilkes, Wilkes Booth, Booth was yeah. right. He was called he was called America's handsomest man. You know. I actually... Wow, America's handsomest man. Yeah, he was that handsome. Wow. That's like... They always do that on well, like the magazines now. Like George Clooney. Sexiest man alive, right? Right. Oh, we got to do that. John Hamm. You got to make it out there. John All the Hamm's, fans. John Hamm's the new John Wilkes Booth. Oh, Except God. John Wilkes Booth was a racist, but... We should be the new John Wilkes Booth. Well, I don't want to be racist. Oh, no, no, no. Not that part about the, oh, handsome, the handsome part. part. No, okay. no, 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 no. Right, right. Sorry, blacked out there. Um, but not in a racist way. <laughs> so um, John Wilkes Booth crept into the theater, and no one thought twice about it because, I mean, the theater is his place, right? And there were no guards guarding Abraham Lincoln's booth. So he just walked in, shot him with a, a 41 Derringer, 
and stabbed the other guy he was with. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Never, you never hear about the stabbing. Right. I actually, I kind of forget who, wait, who else was in the booth with him? It was his wife, right? Well, his wife was there, but there's also a major Henry Rathbone who, who, <laughs> <laughs> who, who saw it happen and, and tried to, to, I don't know, do something about it, tackle John Wilkes Booth and John Wilkes. In the middle of the text. Was, who was in the middle of the text. One second. Rathbone, the bone. I'm going to give you the bone. Bony boy. <laughs> Daddy's got a bone to pick with you. And uh, John Wilkes Booth just stabbed him and Jesus. then and then leapt from the booth and famously said, Six Semper Tyrannus. Sure. Right? Which is also in that Seinfeld episode. What does that mean, though? Joe Devola. Uh, it means uh, thus always to tyrants. Whoa. Because he considered Abraham Lincoln a tyrant. Because you know he was he, he was Super doing this racist. for the Confederacy, you know. Even though even though uh, uh, Lee had already surrendered to Grant like days before, uh, there was still a battle going on between the Confederacy and the Union. So John Wilkes Booth, in his mind, he was like, "The war is still going on," and because word doesn't travel very fast. If I then. well, I, they knew they knew. Are but, you sure? Yeah, I think they did know. I think everyone knew. But uh, there was a there was a conspiracy. A bunch of different conspirators that were to take down the Secretary of State and the Vice President, but those didn't go over well. And the only one that really succeeded was John Wilkes Booth. So he got right in there. He's like, "Come on, guys! I killed the president. What the <laughs> yeah, what frick? are you doing? Nobody's doing anything here." So, um, all right. So he jumps off. He breaks his. He fractures his leg. Okay. And he he runs away. He gets away. The first Even place. with the broken leg, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a... Did he crawl like a spider out the wall? Because when you said he crept in earlier, he was like, ah, this is familiar territory for John Wilkes Booth. He's like, ah, perfect. The president is in the booth. I basically invented that. I know every in and out of the booth. Yeah, I think right. he was pretty... Spidery. He was, spidery. was a spidery guy. He was John a handsome, Wilkes spidery spider kind of guy. Right. Uh... The first place he goes. Well, oh, what I was going to say was there is some debate about whether he fractured his leg on the land from the president's booth to the stage, or if he fractured it on his on, during his getaway. Oh, yeah, because they don't they don't actually know for sure, but people in the audience said that he fractured. But man, how the hell would they know? I mean, if I was a betting man, I would say it was probably when he jumped from the yeah, booth me, down the thing. right. Me too. Like but, everyone sitting around is like. Well, oh my god, he killed the president. But wait a else. second though, how did he break that leg? And so like everyone just sat around debating while he made a smooth getaway. He's like, all right, this looks like a good time to, to get just out of here. Exit Spider stage left. My way out of here. Um, the first place he goes is to Dr. Samuel Alexander Mudd's house. Yeah. No way. I can't believe he's a guy. Needed to get that leg fixed. And he had already met with this this Dr. Mudd several times and with his other co-conspirators. So he fixed up, fixes up John Wilkes Booth's leg. And it's there's still some uh, there's still some disagreement and no one actually knows for sure whether Mudd knew there was going to be an assassination. He was in there was supposed to be a kidnapping of Abraham Lincoln. Mm. But was that supposed to be with Booth's and, involvement? Yes, yes. Booth and other and like eight other conspirators and were going to kidnap Abraham Lincoln. And the, the the day of the assassination is when John Wilkes Booth decided to assassinate him instead. So some people say that Mudd didn't know that, that was gonna happen. So I don't know. He gets his leg fixed up by Mudd and then gets on his way. It wasn't another twenty four hours later that Mudd reported that John Wilkes Booth was at his house. Right. So and then they, and then as they talked to him, they started to realize he was here before right. you told us. So then he got basically interrogated. His his story was kind of had a lot of holes in it. And then he was sentenced to life in prison for helping for helping John Wilkes Booth. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, because I just imagine like if John Wilkes Booth is really going to the doctor a couple times, he's like, "All right, so you know, I'm probably gonna break my leg when I jump from that booth." Yeah. I better have a doctor on standby. Right. And he's like, so you got that mud? And he's like, yeah, 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 I, I got it. I'm fine. But you're only going to kidnap him, right? Yeah. Right. You know, it, I think that if mud really had any sense at all, he would have just been like, 
I'm pretty sure that John Wilkes Booth is going to do something <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah. And he did. But maybe he was racist too. But John Wilkes Booth, I mean, he he his dream was to be immortal. And now, look at us. We're talking about him. And, you know, these sound waves are going to go on forever, so we're immortal. Sorry, John. <laughs> Beat that. Sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's another playlist. All John Wilkes Booth songs that he wrote and sang. <laughs> yeah, John Wilkes Booth's gonna be immortal. So I think that's that's really the the reason that that's a saying in America. But there's that's a, crazy. I but, love that. But that phrase existed in England decades before that Ooh. situation happened because it was first it was first seen in a text in 1823 in a book called Slang: A Dictionary of the Turf. Okay. Have you seen that one yet? No. Never heard of that? No. Uh, but basically, Wait, the turf like football? A dictionary of the turf. I don't, I don't know. Like the or land? the ground? The land? A dictionary yeah. of the whole land? <laughs> a couple of guys. How many times can like, I say the word land? How much do you guys love the land? Am I right? I mean, there's sea guys out there and there's the air guys, but we're the <laughs> land boys. <laughs> the land lovers. The land lovers. Don't That's mess us. With us. We are the land lovers. Uh, so... And and the word mud in England at the time was slang for a stupid twaddling fellow. <laughs> yeah. So by saying your name is mud, so you're an idiot. Yeah. Whatever you just said was stupid. Your your name is mud. I'm on the football team. You're on the the stupid little piccolo team. Yeah. You're a twerp. You're a dweeb. You're a dwerb. And you know. And my name is Booth. <laughs> so. So it existed before that happened, but I think that it that it be, came to be a prominent phrase in America because of that. Because then if you're saying your name is Mud, it's like, oh, you're like that doc that helped right. John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, you suck, Mud dude. with two Ds. The double D. The double D. Nice. Can't stop me. No. Won't stop me. Well, that is just fantastic. I I, I just love that story. Good. I mean, that's a classic. Except that, for all that. That's like, a, yeah, I mean, you like learn that killing in middle in school, I guess. You never hear about the doctor or the stabbing of of the major, the major Rathbone. Rathbone. What a great name! I know that should have been it right there. Do you want to know what um, John Wilkes Booth his last words were? Uh, oh yeah, because I'm thinking. Well, he, he eventually got caught. He was in a barn. They set it ablaze, and then they shot him through a crack in the the wall. Wow. Yeah, they killed him. Wait that a way. second. Shot him through a crack in the wall. Could that be where a crack shot comes from? Oh my god! What if we just found out by accident? <laughs> so maybe <laughs> I have to Google that. Um, but so he was shot, and he said something about you know say something to my mom for me. But his last words, he asked them to raise his hands to his face. Okay. And he looked at his hands, and he said, "Useless, useless." No way! And then they shot him. And then he died. He's looking at his hands. No, he already—he he was already shot. He died like three hours later after he got shot. And he's just berating his hands as his last words. Useless. I love that. Useless. Good last words. What are but, your last words gonna be? Mine, mine is gonna be me sneezing. Right. It's gonna be a big sneeze or a guffaw. Right. right. Maybe my last words will just be guffaw. Right. That's its last word. Right, right, right. Gotta say it twice. I'm gonna have, he was better looking than Booth. Right on mine. Big sarcophagi. Wow. Those are good last words. Mm -hmm. Better looking than Booth. Yeah. He also had some cool stuff in his pockets when he when he died. You know, he, I really want to think about that more. Yeah. I want to know what's in people's pockets when they die. Especially well, no. if they do something fucked up. Right. He had right. a compass, a candle, his diary, and five and a pic five pictures of five different women. Ooh, because he was a ladies' man. Right. Like every uh, every lady wanted him. In the wow. theater, they would just they would just follow him, like sunflowers watching the sun. Aw, booth flowers watching the booth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> booth uh, flowers watching the booth. Dude, that's crazy. You're like candle in the pocket, but no matches. Like, what's he just gonna? He knows how to start a fire. Yeah. Doesn't know how to make a candle. Nuh uh. He's, his hands are useless. He's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, this is the, re I was caught because I couldn't light the fire on the candle. He does it with his teeth. He bites quartz. Yeah. He got the old flint starter tooth in, in, enhancement back in the old days. Years ago. Yeah. <laughs> when he was a teen. When dentists were way cooler. Oh, man. He's like, can you give me the old lighter tooth? 
<laughs> Civil War dentists really had great, great lives, great jobs, great lives. Are also, sh- no consequences. They'd be like, I'm just going to rip all your teeth out. It's not an exact science. You can't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no science to being a Civil War dentist. Oh, you think you could do better? You think you could do bear trap teeth? No one could do bear trap teeth. If I had, if I could do them, I would do them to myself by now. <laughs> right. Oh man. Good uh, times. This is good times. Before we go, mm-hmm. um, I, I there was this one little tidbit that I wanted to talk about with the uh, with the mumbo jumbo. Oh, okay. This guy uh, Mungo Park, when he first observed this whole thing going down. He was like, who is this bugbear? Who is this bugbear? You ever heard of that? Mm-mm. Right. So bugbear is another ter- like reference that I didn't know before. And uh, it was basically like this bear-like fictional creature that people used to say to their kids, like, if you're not good, the bugbear is going to get you. Bugbear. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then there's like this whole, uh, th- there's, a, there's a reference to the bugbear in a My Little Pony episode. Mm-hmm. And My then there's, there's this like online comic where they have these two bugbears as um, the main characters and they they like give a whole backstory and they're not they're not that bad like they actually don't want to hurt anybody and they, they know these myths about them exist and let's get them on let's get the creators of the, yeah. the bugbear yeah. comic on yeah it sounds really neat actually I'm going to I planned on reading it before I got here but then tomorrow. there's just so much you do it tomorrow mumbo jumbo <laughs> stuff too much mumbo jumbo to cover yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I had a good time. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Did you really? I I, I had a I had a nerve free, fun, paperless good time. Oh, Almost did, paperless. I had a nerve filled paper full time. That's why they call you nervy McPaperful oh, timey boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yes. Thank you very much for joining us today on this. April, April Fool's Day. Day. Don't forget to visit us at. Well, you can see the new playlist on Spotify. Mm-hmm. It's called Black Dog Sunday. Yeah, and don't forget to leave a lot of reviews for our iTunes because we want Apple to notice us. Yeah, we want to get in the top one fifty. Right, and then we're gonna buy that company. Yeah, turn it around for a quick buck, and we're gonna call it Crapple. Crapple. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Cool. Um, you know, we should start our own Apple. Oh, that's not going to work. Competition. Well. That'd be funny if they were like, "Sorry, guys, your podcast is done." <laughs> I, that was to me. That was like a pushing a button and like flushing us down. Some the sort old of yeah spittoon. The spittoon All of right. crap. Wait, there's another thing. What? Write us an email. Say something. Write us at um, don't be an idiom at gmail dot com. If First person to write us anything, we'll talk about you next week. Not to say that we haven't got hundreds upon hundreds of emails already. First person from this from point. From this episode yeah. on. We yeah. weren't ready for those other hundreds. No, we deleted all of them immediately. Yeah. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah, it was nice, but we weren't ready. No, we weren't. But now, ready. Yeah, Two we, ready Freddies. And we've got a, we got, a, we got a control thing kind of going on what? here. <laughs> so Odd Todd, Even Steven, Ready Freddy. And wait... We also, don't forget to go to Instagram. Wait, are we, we say this every week? Well, we should, I think, right? Really? I mean, because what if everybody starts right here and then they don't know? Oh, you yeah. know, go to go check out our Instagram. Because you're going to see a picture of Mumbo Jumbo this week. Yes, yes. We have it right here and in-house. What I'd like to do is, is maybe Photoshop our faces next to John Wilkes Booth's face. Yes. You know what? The what? three handsomest men in America. Yeah. With a nice blush, a nice heavy blush for the for the theater yeah i'm gonna need some blush to look i'm gonna need a heavy blush a little better yeah it's been great all right well until next week wait 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 what's our sign off thing again don't wait but what isn't there something we say first oh until next time until next time all right until next time time. (laughs) (laughs) don't be an idiom Spider in a man
Yeah. 